This is food. This is beans. So, Michael Morbius versus Simon. The new hit movie, Michael Morbius. Morbius is a vampire. He's a living vampire. Is now out in the theaters starring Jared Leto. It is arguably one of the greatest movies ever to hit the big screen. What did you think, Simon? Adrian, I don't know what kind of what kind of shit you're peddling, but you not only do not believe that, but uh, it is. I feel like the the exact opposite for you, and I don't believe that either. It is not a great movie. Yeah, this movie sucks. But you hate it a lot more than I do. <laughs> uh, I still had fun with it. I'll be honest with you. I found enjoyment out of it because it's. I, it's again. It's a so bad. It's enjoyable movie. It's not good though. I would never use the words good to describe this movie. The only time I would use the word good is the performance done by Matt Smith in this film. And he plays this character named Lucius, who's also Lucian. Lucian, sorry. Isn't it Lucian? Maybe it is. I don't know. Pretty sure it's Lucian. Oh, he might be right. Yeah, Lucian seems right. But yeah, he plays a character named Lucian, right? And at the start of the movie, he's like, oh, I'm Michael Morbius. Uh, I'm in an orphanage for uh, kids suffering from a specific disease that I don't think they say exactly. And then Matt Smith, that's not Matt Smith. It's this young actor that's playing Matt Smith's character, Lucian. He's like, I'm Lucian. He's like, no, you're not. Your name's Milo, you fucking bitch. Your name's Milo? Because (laughs) it's kind of true. Because there's been other Milos. There's been Milo 1, Milo 2, Milo 3, Milo 4, you're Milo 18 or whatever he says. And then he's like, oh, okay, sure. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. No, it doesn't matter anymore. And then literally everyone for the rest of the movie calls him Milo. It's just like, you just let this guy change your name? You just let him change your name? Uh, because he thought he was going to die as well, which is even darker than that. Like why he was about to die. Or sorry, he, the thought was that all the other Milos died. So now you're Milo as well because you you don't matter enough to have a real name because you're going to die anyway. Yeah. And then he never changed the back to Lucian. Well, it's funny because in that scene, he's Milo starts dying. He's like, like I'm dying. Oh my god! And he's like, Oh no, Milo. No, actually, it's Lucian. I'm going to call you Lucian now to show that I care about you. Even though we just met literally two minutes ago, we watched the entire the entire scene where they met up until Milo almost dies slash Lucian almost dies. And then he's like, Oh no, I'm sorry, man. Your name's actually Lucian. But then when he gets back up, they still continue calling him Milo. And I was so confused. Yeah, it's, I was literally it's messed up. I was like, <laughs> even the fucking Morbius is like father figure character that's played by what's his name? Um, great actor, Jared Harris, who is criminally underutilized in this movie. Yeah. Calls him Milo as well. I'm like, you are just <laughs> you're just allowing this bullying to go on. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to just say something because I feel like you didn't start this episode with this. This isn't a closer look episode. If you by chance didn't read the first line of the uh, the episode description, we're spoiling this movie and we've already done it a little bit. So mm-hmm. if you don't want it to be spoiled more, don't listen to this. Although yeah. I don't know if it really matters because it's not the greatest movie. This is the one time I would say this movie is legitimately not worth watching and that you should listen to the spoiler cast because – we are going to make this way more entertaining than that entire movie was. And I guarantee that. Well, that's a, that's a bold statement because they had some great CG in, uh, in uh, this movie. I disagree. <laughs> I think the CG is a goddamn mess. It's just a bunch of mist flying around. I'm like, again, we, we talked about this briefly on our main episode, uh, Split Focus, the film and TV podcast, episode 93. Two. Two. Uh, 92, where it's like um, 
uh, you know, it's just like, ah, oh, wait, I totally lost my train of thought. <laughs> about the CG? Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry. About like how uh, this movie is essentially, um, you know, the same as like Venom and it didn't learn from any of its mistakes. And that's literally what this movie is. It's Morbius fighting another Morbius that ends up being Matt Smith. And it's just a bunch of fucking. It look. <sighs> So I criticized um, Black Panther's um, CG at the end of that Black Panther movie where it's just Black Panther facing Black Panther. But this is, I feel like, on another level. It's uh, it's almost worse. And they do this okay. weird thing with, like, the, their faces. They turn into Morbiuses. And <laughs> <laughs> they don't turn into Mor- Morbiuses. They turn into vampires. But, yeah, sure. <laughs> and they just- uh and they're just flying and they're just fighting and it's just it's so bad it looks so bad and i i laughed out loud multiple times i I, ken was sitting next to me i'm sure he heard me just go like huh like because it just looked (laughs) so awful and it was just corny as shit this entire movie is corny as fucking shit the dialogue is atrocious they're just like oh I forget what the so there's there's the one love interest character played by uh, Ad, Adria Ariona or Ahona I don't know how to pronounce her her name's Martine in the movie yeah and she's Morbius's uh, Morbius interest and you know like she's just like aren't you aren't you afraid that you've gone too far and she's just like I've already gone too far I don't even know what the fuck he says but it's just this these she just asks questions so Mr Michael Morbius can just give a bunch of exposition doctor on what he's it's doctor. It's Dr. Michael Morbius. I'm a Morbius. Not Mr. Um, and it's just, uh, it's just so bad. <laughs> he is a doctor. He is. Oh my God. Oh my God. Just like you. Um, no, no, I'm not a doctor. Uh, and yeah, it's just a bunch of these like lines where it's just like, well, aren't you worried what might happen? And he's like, well, I'm going to die anyway, so it doesn't matter. And then she's just like, well, what's going on in here? Are you splicing bat DNA with, with human DNA? He's like, Oh yeah, I am. But the only way we can splice this is we go out into the ocean on a on a ship or some shit like that. Um, and she's like, "Oh, like isn't this ethical?" And I was like, "I don't care about ethics anymore because I'm dying. I'm Morbius." Um, and it's just this corny plot line that is just so predictable. And again, as it follows such a similar formula from Marvel movies that came out like fourteen fucking years ago. And learn nothing from it. And again, even if we're just talking about Sony movies with Venom and Venom Let There Be Carnage, it's the same fucking thing. It's the same thing. And it just, it didn't learn from those two movies. And um, it's really bad. It's really bad. Hmm. So Simon, I, I ranted a bit there. Um, just went off on a couple tirades um, that I just really wanted to get off my chest. What did you think, man? What, what are some scenes that stuck out to you? <laughs> um. I don't know. I, I agree with you. I said this on episode 92 for some, you know, I don't agree with everything you're saying. I feel like you're a little bit too harsh, but it isn't a good movie in that it's again, the same movie again. And mm-hmm. uh, this is something that I completely should have said on the episode. And I wrote this in my notes and I thought I, I would only need my notes apparently for the, a closer look episode. But this is the reason why I think, I don't know for sure, but I feel like uh, directors like Scorsese or Denis Villeneuve would have a bad perspective on Marvel movies mm-hmm. theoretically. Because movies mm-hmm. like this and Venom Let There Be Carnage and uh, the Venom movie, mm-hmm. they're just the same movie over and over again. They have no imagination and they just keep doing the same thing over and over again. It's just not 
It's not good. It gives Marvel movies a bad name. It gives superhero movies a bad name. When you can create something like, even if you want to look at Marvel formula of reinventing the formula in a, in a really positive way, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, which I don't think is amazing. I, I think that it's problematic because it follows the same formula again. Mm-hmm. I still think that they did some really imaginative things to the plot and they stretched the formula out and made it, you know, I'm imagining a pizza dough here. They're just, they're really tossing that pizza dough and they're oh, yeah. making it into something new. They're throwing some peanut, pine, pineapple. They're throwing, <laughs> yeah. they're throwing some pineapple on there. Some, yeah. you know, some, some extra flavors that we didn't get repeatedly with Black Panther, with Ant-Man, mm-hmm. with Doctor Strange, um, the first Doctor Strange movie. And so I feel like this movie is not doing that at all, as you just said, and you said on the episode, and that's the biggest issue, is it just does the same thing and it hopes that we are good with that because they want to cash in the big bucks. Mm-hmm. And that's a big problem for me. But at the same time, this, the fundamentals are somewhat sound. With the lack of character development, though, this makes it a bad movie. And that's kind mm-hmm. of where I'm... I'm at. You can't be better than really average with, mm-hmm. you know, just cashing in on the Marvel, uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe Marvel formula mm-hmm. um, without doing anything new. Yeah. And they did nothing new. And the things that they maybe tried to reinvent, they did poorly, I guess. I, mm-hmm. when I was talking on the podcast on episode 92, and I said that the CG was kind of good, I meant more like the fight scenes, like the bullet time element of the first fight scene i kind of thought that that was pretty cool Mm. i don't know something about the way they did the slow motion i thought that that was neat you didn't think that was neat at all that didn't strike you as oh that's pretty cool Mm, no not really i okay i i like that i just feel like that's it was done well there Mm -hmm. but yeah i don't don't know (laughs) if we just go right from that uh and just go into the thing that's like the biggest problem with this movie, and maybe I should again talked about it a bit more in 92, um, but the morality question. This guy is not a good guy. No. But they keep trying to make him seem like he's a good guy, mm-hmm. but then they go back and try to make him seem like he's not a good guy. He throws up when he kills people, mm-hmm. but then later on says that it's not his fault. And he kind of brushes past it. The cops are bumbling fools and they literally say to him, Oh my God. Oh my God. You can talk about that in a second, but they literally say to him, we don't care that you killed eight men because they're mercenaries, but you did kill a woman, one woman who is so happened to be a, a woman who does science and we believe that she is a human, but the other ones aren't. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, I know that woman. Her name is Gertrude and I, I've worked with her every single day for the past eight years. And now her death is on my hand, in my hands and I feel awful about it. I want you to know that I feel awful about it, cops. I'm in this. I'm in this. I'm 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 arrested right now in front of you guys. And but I need blood and I'm slowly I my face is literally morphing into slightly like a vampire. And you know what those cops do? They like raise their eyebrows. They're like, oh man, this is kind of wild. They're not like, <laughs> what the fuck? Like <laughs> This they, guy is trying to get out of his restraints. And we just saw him, you know, I feel like we we just saw him fly up a stairwell. Should we maybe do something? Nah. No. No need. They they had no reaction to that situation. They're like, whoa. That's that's pretty crazy. There's, I feel like they, okay, they reference Venom in this movie. Uh, I think like once or twice. And like, oh yeah, th- this is similar to the thing that's happening in L.A. or whatever. Yeah, and it's like just because this thing happened 
doesn't mean these things should be expected in this universe. You are literally watching this guy's face change in front of you. And you're like, oh, wow, pretty crazy. <laughs> like, they, like they, they didn't react to it. And I was like, why? Why aren't you reacting to it? Not, not you, Simon, but these police officers. Yeah, it's bad. It was just jarring to me. And I feel like... I feel like they added those special effects in, and they the director, um, uh, sorry, his name escapes me. Um, Espino- Daniel Espinoza. Daniel Espinoza didn't tell those guys like, "Hey, by the way, we're going to CGI his face turning into a vampire in this scene." <laughs> I think they had no clue, and I think they did that in post, which made it feel very disconnected and confusing. Yeah, yeah. And speaking of which, again, the reason he's arrested in this in this uh, uh, prison why he's in prison is because this woman, the science lady, like that you mentioned gets killed right at the, at the lab. Yeah. Oh yeah. That hallway. <laughs> so she's walking down a hallway. Okay. Wow. And for whatever reason, this hallway is only lit where she is walking and yeah, it's motion sensitive. It's motion sensitive. Yeah. Motion sensors only turn on a small, like maybe hmm, like a six foot, 10 foot section. Yeah. Yeah. Give or take a bit. Um, why is that like that? Like above her, this is this the LED lighting's turning on as she walks down the hallway. I don't know. Is this is this lab just close to bankruptcy? So they're just like, we got to save every fucking penny, guys. So let's make sure the lights are only on where you're walking, not ahead, not not ahead of you, not even like a decent size, only where you are walking in this ten foot range. And I will admit that scene, I was like, this is kind of a neat idea, but it makes no sense. It makes no sense. Why would this be that way? And then again, it's just like, oh my God, there's a Morbius behind me. I'm kind of scared. There's going to be a Morbius coming to kill me. And then those lights behind her are like, you know, flicking on and off. And I'm like, all right, cool. This is like a horror movie. But again, it just makes absolutely no sense. And there are some neat ideas. I, w- I won't say like this movie is totally bad. There are some neat ideas in this, but those ideas don't fit and they make no sense. And it's silly. It's... um. I feel like the biggest problem with the movie overall is it feels like there's pieces missing. Like the Mm -hmm. detectives seem like they are bumbling fools because we don't get to see what they're really about. We don't get to see what they are even, why are they even named characters at all? Just forget about them. Why do we have Tyrese Gibson in this role? Like what is his purpose? Because it didn't conclude with him Mm -hmm. doing anything um, much at all, really. It's just they were bumbling fools the entire movie. And then the movie ends. It's like, oh, that was a dangling useless thread that we never needed like did you need that thread well like i said like this movie is all exposition i think so much exposition and they are literally in there for exposition purposes they show up at a crime scene with a bunch of people dead and they're like oh my god morbius he killed more people this is not okay like and then you know tyrese gibson's like i don't know my face makes it look like i don't think this is michael morbius it might be a different morbius which is milo yeah and the way they find out it's not Michael Morbius doing these murders. It's because they go to this murder scene and they're like, oh my God, there's a security camera up there. Is there no security cameras in this entire laboratory? Do you not, did they not have it in that dark hallway? Are they really saving costs there? But anyways, that's not even important. They look at the video footage, right? Yeah. And then they see Matt Smith's vampire face. Look at the camera, right? Right. Like, oh man, that's definitely not Michael Morbius. That's just a vampire's face, man. You literally saw earlier that michael morbius can change his face into a vampire face why don't like why are you just like yeah so how did you know on this really grainy yeah uh security cam footage from like a convenience store or something like it's yeah uh, that's like 144p like 
Yeah, yeah, it's not great. That that part's not great. You're you're almost convincing me this is a worse movie than the Venom movies, just slightly. I think you may have got me. I feel like it. You might be right. It, it, it yeah. is. It isn't uh, great. Um, but I didn't ever say that it was good. I, I really did think that it was bad. The reason I give it any kind of, I feel like I cut it some slacks. I really think that Jared Leto. I know, no, you don't like Jared Leto, but I feel like he's dedicated, man. He's dedicated. He is Michael Morbius. He believes that he's Michael Morbius, and I can see it in his face. I believed it. I literally think that. And I think that uh, Matt Smith did a great job as well. Um, he, he did his great job uh, doing a Tobey Maguire impression, um, going yep. to the dark side in the mirror. <laughs> so ridiculous. Oh, actually, yeah. I like that scene, to be quite honest. I, I have to say. I know it's kind of very silly, and uh, I think my girlfriend looked over at me and <laughs> made like a one of those like – what the hell are we watching faces um, while he was doing that? But I kind of liked it because I feel like it kind of sells his character even more, which I appreciate. Because I think the Tobey Maguire scene in Spider-Man 3 doesn't at all. I'm a little confused about that scene to this day. Uh, but yeah, yeah, there's a – man, it's a, there's a lot to unpack, I feel like, with, <laughs> with this movie. Mm-hmm. I just uh, – I think that they – again, Jared Leto is a saving grace. I know you don't love the guy, but I, I just think that he's dedicated and he believes he's that character. But he uh, didn't have much to work with in terms of dialogue. And that's one of the big things I'd like to point out is I think by, by the end of this, the main problem with it is his morality and that he can kill eight people and then be okay with himself. But he's mm-hmm. not a villain, but then he is a villain. Then he's not a villain. He's a doctor who believes in the Hippocratic Oath, by the way, which was a line that I believe was taken out of the trailers uh, mm-hmm. and not placed in the movie itself. Um, he, he's like, I don't kill people. I'd save people. I don't think he says that in the movie, if I recall correctly. He doesn't. Which I feel like it lends a lot to his character in that he's this – He's has to be more conflicted. He doesn't seem enough – it's not again Jared Leto's fault. There's no moment, and I know you said there's too much exposition, but he's almost like not concerned enough. Like he's kissing his grand his girlfriend now that he's got this like uh, he's suddenly really fit. Mm-hmm. So now he can date Martine finally. Yeah, uh, in the whatever the second half of the movie, mm-hmm. but it's like you're not really grasping the fact that he's a serial killer. Like I, I yeah. feel like there's something missing here like he could snap at any moment but also that he did kill eight people and that he as a doctor probably should want to turn himself in because he's done this because he mm-hmm. isn't matt smith's solution character who is clearly a sociopath yes. so like there's a miss like i almost don't root for jared leto's morbius because of this and this is the biggest issue overall with the movie as a plot hole i feel like that's the biggest problem is they try to sweep eight mercenaries dead under the rug as if that doesn't matter when in reality cops wouldn't say oh, this specific scientist is important, but eight mm. men aren't. Even the way that they were behaving, this one guy on the boat, I'm like, oh, this guy's giving some rapey vibes off here. Oh, definitely. But he doesn't deserve to die because he didn't do anything, first of all. But also there's like nothing. You, why would all eight people deserve to die? It just doesn't make sense. Like you're just not equating it they maybe had families we don't know they're just like swiped under the rug in a weirdly really more weird moral morality way and in a way that almost makes me question do the producers not have a good moral center and do the writers not have a good moral center and maybe that there's the director because they chose to cut some whoever chose to cut some of this movie out because i think that's must must have been what happened mm-hmm. or they just wrote this really badly and they just don't have a good moral center of the film. Yeah. Like I just have a, I had a hard time. I feel like the most, for the most part, the biggest problem is I had a hard time relating to Michael Morbius because he just 
seems like a dick. Martine seems like a dick because he supports she supports him. Jared mm-hmm. Harris, as you mentioned, completely underutilized. He's barely in the movie. He's an incredible actor who just, I mean, gave a you know an amazing performance in Chernobyl as an example. Uh, the Craig Mazin produced series uh, Chernobyl, and he's barely used. But like, it begs the question: Why is he in it? Mm-hmm. Hire someone else, maybe who's cheaper. Like, what was the purpose of making me think like that? Jared. Harris is important to this plot line. Dr. Nicholas is his name. Why is he in it? I just don't understand. Like they've, I feel like they've missed some scenes where he was more of a father figure to Dr. Morbius. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, do, I don't know. It's very confusing, but it's certainly not a good movie. Again, as I pointed out, I just, uh, yeah, I just wasn't laughing as much as you were in theaters. Yeah, I, I thought it was laughably bad. And uh, speaking of plot holes, so throughout the movie, Michael Morbius is like, "Oh man, as a as a Morbius, I must drink blood." But thankfully, I've invented artificial blood. But I can drink this artificial blood. But for whatever reason, this artificial blood is losing its potency by the hour, or whatever. He's like, you know, it initially lasted me six hours, but now it only lasts me two hours and forty four minutes, or whatever the fuck he says. And then randomly, he's like, "By tomorrow, it's not going to last me at all." I was like, "What is the timeline of this film?" It's very confusing. But not only that. Not only that, he's so at the end of the movie, Mar- Martina or whatever her name is, she gets uh, Martine. Martine, she gets her like throat slit or whatever by uh, Milo, and it's just like dying right, right after. Actually, hold up, I'm gonna I, I digress a bit because I'm gonna talk about um, uh, Jared Harris's character. So Jared Har- Harris's character gets killed off by Milo. Um, Morbius makes it there just in time to see him die. And he's like, oh, oh no, I'm so sorry that you're dead. This is so sad. And literally the next scene is Martine getting killed. Literally the next scene. It's not even like there's a brief minute. It's like, there's no time to pause. There's no time to mourn this other character's death. This guy's dead, whatever. Right. So then he goes to Martine and then Martine's like, I'm going to die, but you should drink my blood. So it's not a waste. And I was literally thinking when Jared Harris's character was dying, I was like, why doesn't he just like drink his blood? Like this is going to solve the problem. He's going to die anyways. Right. But he doesn't do it. And then the next scene, he does it with Martine. Right. So he does it. Hmm. He, he, he like sucks her blood. She bites his lip, turns into a vampire at the end. Presumably doesn't matter. What is he doing after that? Does this blood now last him forever? Or is he going to have to kill more people again? Does it reset the amount of time that he can use artificial blood? Like what, what did that solve? He's still going to have to kill people. Am I wrong about that? Am I crazy? Did they explain that? Just go to the hospital and get the blood bags. I guess you could do that. He just didn't want to be reliant on that because he'd rather keep the art, use the artificial blood instead because it makes more sense for him. Yeah. Um, I guess you could do that. I don't know. Yeah, that, yeah. that I was a little bit confused about. And then also, I'm very confused about like the, the, the geography of this entire universe because it's like he's in his lab and then he walks out of his lab and there's like a little kid in, in like a – on on a on a bed maybe i'm just stupid and i didn't realize i was like okay cool that's connected to it and then in that lab there's that weird light hallway thing right yeah and then when everyone's looking for michael morbius he's just chilling in his lab and i'm like what do they not know where this lab is is this a mystery lab i'm very confused right um and then when he's leaving the lab he gets stopped by the cops that time and then you know like does his whole morbius thing about and flies away and then he doesn't go back to the lab because he's like oh now they know where my lab is but I was just very confused as to where everything was located. I think they did a bad job at really showing that. Um, again, th- maybe that's just a little bit more of a nitpicky thing uh, for me. But I was just kind of – I was confused about the the, the geography of the place. Hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's uh, it certainly is a puzzler. 
Mm-hmm. Let me say that. It certainly is. And honestly, I, I know you mentioned briefly that you liked Matt Smith and Jared Leto playing off each other. And honestly, yeah, sure. Like they're good, both good actors. Um, yeah. I, mean, I don't, I don't love Jared Leto, but I think that relationship between the two of them seemed so forced and kind of unearned. So this is the issue. Yeah. So that's the most rushed part of the movie for me mm-hmm. too. Jared Leto and Matt Smith's character's relationship is like, I can believe that they're longtime friends because of how they play off each other in the moments that we see. But then by the end of the movie, suddenly he can kill the guy almost with no remorse. Like this guy is a messed up person. Mm-hmm. There, there's something wrong, but they're not showing that he is morale, morally corrupt, even though we know Matt Smith is. But Jared Leto killing Matt Smith's character is just – it seemed like it's like that happened too quick and then the movie just ended. It's like you're not even mourning this at all. Like if we look back on – um. I can't do that because I don't want to spoil the movie. But there's certain movies in which a character that doesn't normally kill people, like a hero, kills someone, mm. and then they really are worked up about it. Super, certain superhero movies, etc. And it's like very, very dark and very kind of fitting for what that character is about. Mm-hmm. But he just kills people all the time, it seems, and he just doesn't <laughs> care that much. And even then, like even he's like Matt Smith kills all these people. He doesn't stop him at all, almost throughout. And then he's just like, "No, I didn't do that." It's like you didn't do it, but you could have stopped it, and you kind of did do it because you just left the, that those vials just sitting on your desk, you tool. Mm-hmm. Like he's not a again, he's not a good guy, but he's not a he's almost just careless. But it's like he plays himself off as to be this genius. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's funny because I think the movie started off a lot better than it ended. Like it, it just it felt like it was going to go a good direction in some aspects, but then the movie just be. It took this turn like somewhere along the midpoint and it's like it never turned back and it just – the pacing became relentless and they just didn't care about character development. And Mm -hmm. the saving grace for me consistently honestly is that the constant of who Jared Leto thought he was kind of reeled me in and that's kind of – again, what I said before, I I don't know. It's very frustrating. It's a very frustrating watch and I know Ken uh, liked it a lot more than we did but he Mm -hmm. also loves the character. Kenneth Saddlebauer is a longtime listener of our show and he specifically writes into us all the time and he likes Morbius as a character and I just feel like they just didn't handle – this movie or the plot line well it's it's Mm -hmm. you're right it's maybe worse than i even anticipated in the way you're making me reflect Mm -hmm. on its and its problems but there is no problem worse adrian than the end credits scene jesus christ this is arguably the worst piece of cinema ever that after credit scene is freaking atrocious and it makes the rest of the movie look seem good not actually yeah that's the thing that's the thing for me is that when i saw that end credit scene in my brain i feel like it's like it just went down a a peg one peg at least if not five it's just uh the movie overall i mean like it's just one of those end credit scenes that i just can't believe was a thing somebody as a professional screenwriter wrote and submitted it's shocking it's genuinely shocking so the scene in particular is so obviously at uh I guess small spoilers for uh, Spider-Man um, Far From Home. No Way Home. No Way Home. Uh, the third Spider-Man movie. Uh, the multiverse kind of opens up and, you know, people are being moved in and out of the universe, uh, allegedly. As in the trailer. As yeah, in the trailer. I, We're not spoiling the, it. It's in the trailer. Don't yeah. don't spoil anything even here if it's on the trailer for Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. I won't. I won't. Yeah. Um, but, the, you know, in, in, in the movie, it's like, oh, yeah, things are coming into the MCU universe. And that's kind of the thing. So... 
the the director i actually had this slightly spoiled for me the director said like well if you know um if people were going into the mcu it means that other people could be going into different universes and stuff like that right so he kind of explained that like the after credit scene in the movie is is in regards to um adrian tombs who is uh the vulture played by michael keaton it was brought to the sony venomiverse morbius averse and i was like oh man that's a really dumb idea and the way they do it is that he gets transported into the Sony universe. He's in prison. And then it's like this brief, like sort of like almost like a montage where it's like, oh my God, we found this random guy. His name's Adrian Toomes. He's in prison, but we have no idea who he is or what he is. So we can't keep him in prison anymore. So now he's out and about, right? So that's, that's, that's after credit scene number one, which I already was like, oh my God. I was like, why are they doing this? Please, like, please don't do this. And then after credit scene number two, Simon, is Michael Morbius, he's Morbiusing about, he's just driving his Morbius mobile down this dark road, he gets to this place, and he gets out of his Morbius mobile, and the vulture is flying in, and he's like, oh my god, what is this, Morbius exclaims to himself, Um, and the vulture shows up in a different suit from uh, Spider-Man Homecoming, Um, so I guess, presumably, Adrian Toomes made another vulture suit while in this venom morbius averse and it's like hey michael morbius i've heard you about you morbiusing about i've heard a lot about you i think a couple guys like us can do some good and then michael morbius is like that sounds intriguing and then that's it what what he said i think he said the words we should team up oh yeah something like that (laughs) that's the biggest problem what do you mean we should team up how lazy could you have written this how lazy was that writing? Not only that, it's just like, oh, I came from another universe. I think Spider-Man had something to do with this. Why do oh, you yeah. think Spider-Man had something to do with this? You were in prison. Why would you think Spider-Man, this kid that you know, well, actually, you don't know, really, is is the cause for the multi, you being sent to a different universe. He's a high school yeah. kid that dated your daughter. Why would you? Why would you jump to that conclusion? And there's so many other Avengers. There's so many wacky things in the universe he came from. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. The crazy stuff. There's magic there. Like, why would you not think it was like Doctor Strange who was on the news or or even like Scarlet Witch as an example, who's also a magic user or the God of Thunder? Who, who knows? It could be anyone. But no, it's a high schooler. What, what is going on? Like, why would he believe that? It makes no sense. But there's also the... It's weird, like the fact that they're brought into this universe. He's brought into this universe. Is Spider-Man in this universe or a version? Do they know who Spider-Man is? There's a Spider-Man poster in the trailer, and it's a Tobey Maguire Spider-Man outfit. Presumably, that's what people think, anyway. And in mm. the trailer, he says, "Oh, actually, he says it in the movie. He says, uh, I 'I'm Venom,' and he's joking, and then he just takes it back or whatever." Mm-hmm. In the movie. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. I'm Michael Morbius. Nice to meet you, is what he says. Right. Which is awful. And then he's also, like, there's a there's a whole weird combination of things that happen. And it's like, which Spider-Man universe is this? Because we've never seen Spider-Man in this this world. And yet there's a crazy vampire guy just mm-hmm. flying around. So is there a Spider-Man here? Is this in the, 
Well, like they show the Daily Bugle, right? On, on right. a newspaper. And that's the font and the exact same logo from the Tobey Maguire universe. So is this in the Tobey Maguire? Is it or is it the Andrew Garfield one? Because the no. Andrew Garfield Oscorp building, apparently it's the same one. Like the Oscorp building looks the same. And Rhino is literally written at the top of the newspaper. Oh, maybe. And Rhino is only in one universe so far, and it's been Andrew Garfield's. So, but may, I mean, a lot of time has passed in the Tobey Maguire universe. So maybe it's that one. Because again, that Daily Bugle font is the one from the Raimi movies. Yeah, but that much. is there a Daily Bugle in the Andrew Garfield movies that we've seen? Let's, just, let's see. Amazing Spider-Man. Because if it hasn't been, it doesn't really matter as much, I guess. But apparently, Let's... from what I understand, the Oscorp building, the, the font on the actual building, it's it's the same kind of logo as the Andrew Garfield one. That's what I was reading anyway. I, I'd have to go back and view it. But but regardless of what it is, it's kind of just a mess anyway. It just doesn't make any sense because where is Spider-Man? Like that's the kind of the biggest question. Like where did he go? And why is he a murderer in this universe according to the poster? Did they just do that to pull people in? It's like it's like they fooled us with the marketing. Like mm-hmm. what, why are you trying to trick us like as an audience? Because you know it's a piece of shit movie. That's also why the reviews from – like Rotten Tomatoes didn't aggregate any reviews until like the day before it came out. Yeah. Which is pretty think, shocking. It's kind of rare. Usually it's like a week before. It's currently sitting at a 17% as well. Yeah, it's not well-reviewed at all. So the Daily Bugle from the Amazing Spider-Man universe is a different logo than the one than the Tobey Maguire universe. Hmm. That's even more confusing. Mm-hmm. It's very... Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. That's even weirder. And not only that, if it is in the Tobey Maguire-verse, are there two Venoms? Because they already did the Venom storyline, so this is now another Venom? I think it's Andrew Garfield. If they're going to bring anyone back, they're going to do Andrew Garfield. I don't think yeah. Tobey Maguire is as interested as Andrew Garfield in coming back. And there's been a lot of hype for Andrew Garfield. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. And I don't know. I think that the director talked about Andrew Garfield as well in an interview. Yeah. So I don't know. He was trying to say that he can't com- commit to anything because he would get shot or something like that or some nonsense about mm-hmm. how Sony would kill him. But uh, but yeah, he did mention Garfield or he was asked about it and he was very coy so I would argue that it would be Andrew Garfield, but honestly, I wouldn't put it past them that they hadn't decided yet. Oh. And that they're just winging this completely as they go. Yeah. <sighs> like, it's ridiculous. In a, in a villain movie in which it's Michael Keaton's vulture and Morbius and I guess Tom Hardy's Venom against Spider-Man, it just seems so black. And especially because who's going to be writing it? Whoever Sony hires, presumably, and not whoever Marvel does. And that's the biggest issue with the the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man movies. It's just not really that well written, especially the second one. Mm-hmm. So I don't think they're going to do a good job if they bring more than like one villain into the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man movie unless they hire writers and a director that's competent to like be pro- a proper steward or proper stewards to this universe. I just... I don't trust this. The Sony is just cashing in the big bucks. They're just cashing in the dollars, knowing that Venom is still selling tickets, even though it's, you know, Venom was and Venom Let There Be Carnage sold a lot of tickets, despite the fact that it was critically panned. Both mm-hmm. of them were. And this movie probably is going to sell enough that they see the value, I guess. It made $17 million on uh, Friday night, like on opening night. Yeah, I don't know if that's... On a budget of, I think, 75. So I don't know if that's good or bad. I don't really understand. We'll see as it goes, I guess. But our, our theater certainly wasn't packed. No. It was no Spider-Man No Way Home. 
But they kind of ran Spider-Man into the ground a little bit, right? Marvel mm-hmm. picked them up off, off their feet. Like Spider-Man, like Amazing Spider-Man, that series with Andrew Garfield, like it took a dive. Like it had very it had less and less viewership because they just don't know how to handle their own universe. It's mm-hmm. just guys who are in a room who are big wigs and like, you know what would be cool? Let's take Vulture from Marvel and throw him in randomly into a, our universe yeah. because – we can't let them have that. I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't even ask Marvel or like talk to Kevin Feige about this. I feel like they just did it. And they're like, well, there's nothing they can do. Yeah. I legitimately, I, I'm, I'm fairly confident in that. Because I, I feel like if anything, uh, if Kevin Feige had anything to do with this, he'd be like, please, God, no. Like, don't do this. Just don't. Don't. Yeah, if he, if he read the script, for sure, that he would have probably suggested not to do it. But it's not yeah. his place. He doesn't have a choice with this. It's just they keep making bad move after bad move. I don't trust them at all. Like yeah, it's either. funny because I I love that they partnered with Marvel to allow Spider-Man in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's a, such a great move and it worked out for them so well. And I'm constantly questioning how on earth we got so lucky as fans to have the Sony Disney Marvel partnership ever to exist at all. But you know what's great about movies like this doing so badly and hopefully they, it does badly in the box office. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adrian, you know what's great about this? No. The more they do this, the more likely they're going to continue to get Marvel just keep to keep producing their movies for Spider-Man, Tom Holland's Spider-Man. And the likelihood that they're going to not introduce Miles Morales as an example in one of these stupid-ass movies and actually in- introduce him in a proper Spider-Man movie from the Marvel Cinematic Universe who will be handled with care because Kevin mm. Feige cares about characters and that doesn't just shit all over them. Yeah. So – it's a good thing in a way because they're gonna they're keep learning that they suck <laughs> every time they do this, and they're like, uh, "I guess we can't do this ourselves because we don't know how to make a movie because there's yeah. not a single Marvel Cinematic Universe movie that is even close to seventeen percent of Rotten Tomatoes. The closest one is The Eternals, mm-hmm. and that's a fifty-five percent or something like that in Rotten Tomatoes, and. Honestly, people don't like Eternals because it's different. Honestly, I, I got to say, like that movie's genuinely a good movie made by a good filmmaker, and it's it's not amazing. It's certainly yeah. not the best Marvel movie that exists, but I certainly enjoyed it, and I, I appreciate what Chloe Zhao, the director, is doing with it. She's trying to do something different in her filmmaking style, and that's not what happened in Morbius, Venom, or Venom: Let There Be Carnage. So I agree. Yeah, Eternals, uh, just for a quick correction, it's 47% on Rotten Tomatoes. But I do agree with you. I, I did, actually oh. did like Eternals. Yeah. yeah. It's an epic. I appreciate mm. it. Like, I appreciate the attempt, too. And it's funny at times. Like, it's got a great cast. I don't know. Yeah. It's a little bit, like, met at times. Like, it's it, it lacks some of the flashiness that I feel like it could have used in even some of the fight scenes, maybe. They could have, like, reached for the stars a bit more in terms mm. of the way that they do their fight choreography. I think that's the main thing that I feel like. When I think back on it, I think, well... It doesn't have any like really big moments like Shang-Chi did as an example with some oh, of the yeah. great fight choreography with the martial arts. And that's maybe the thing that it misses out on the most. But I think the overall storyline is very intriguing. And I hope that they would be bold enough to maybe branch out and make another one and kind of learn from some of the mistakes that they maybe have made in the Eternals mm-hmm. uh, first movie. But anyways, I digress. This is not the movie, the movie review for Eternals. It's the movie yeah. review for Morbius. Morbius. And Simon, I don't know. If, do you have anything left to say about this movie? I'm good. I, I'm good. I, I've, yeah. I've, I'm all Morbius out here. Me too. I'm, I'm pretty Morbius out. So I'm going to end this by saying no Morbius. <laughs>
Amazing. Thank you, Adrian, for joining me. Thank you, audience, for joining me. Goodbye. Take care, guys. Goodbye.